Welcome back to the 41st episode of the All That Podcast. Today, I have myself. <laughs> no guests today, just me holding it down by myself. Um, today will be a very um, interesting podcast. I'm talking about a lot of different things that's you know been on my mind uh, and different things that's been in the news, etc., etc. So, let's jump right into it. I don't know if any of you guys saw Dave Chappelle's new stand-up on Netflix called Sticks and Stones, right? It was brilliant. Um, the guy's a genius. I've been quoted as saying Dave Chappelle's the f- smartest guy on earth, you know, <laughs> and I really believe that because, you know, to be able to bring these real life things and make them funny in like an intellectual way, it just takes another level of genius that nobody has, in my opinion, um, except Dave Chappelle. So, um, he talked a lot about a lot of things that'll make people angry, right? And so, but one specific area in his stand-up I want to focus on, and that's um, cancel culture. So at one point in the um, stand-up, Dave said, I'm going to do something I never do, impersonations. All right, so the first, first joke he tells, he says, um, here's my first impersonation. This is the founding fathers writing the Constitution. Hey, nigger, hurry up with that Constitution. I'm getting sleepy. <laughs> right? So everybody laughs. It's funny. Hilarious. But the second thing he says is, he was like, okay, with this one, you have to tell me who, who, who this is. Okay. So he starts and he's like, if I ever find out, dur, 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 anything you do, dur, 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 ever in your life, dur, 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 you're canceled. And he's like, who is that? And everybody in the audience is like, Trump, Trump. And he was like, no, it's you, mother. <laughs> it's you. And I just thought that was genius. And, you know, he went on to talk about Michael Jackson and how, you know, uh, Michael's dad has been dead 10 years. Now he has two new cases. He talks about Kevin Hart and the um, Oscar controversy with the gay comments. He talks about R. Kelly, et cetera, et cetera. And so cancel culture is the thing that uh, I've been wanting to talk about, just haven't gotten around to it, but that sticks and stones. Sticks and Stones stand-up definitely gave me the push to sit here and talk about it. And I hate cancel culture. Like, what is that? Like, how do you just cancel people after one mistake? You know what I mean? And it's just like, oh, we're down with you. You're canceled. Now, I totally believe in holding people accountable for what they do. Right? But just canceling them totally is problematic in so many different ways and that and now we've gotten to the point where social media is judge and jury right so if it if something comes out about a celebrity or somebody and it cannot have any facts in the story it could be a lot of holes in the stories it can be just hearsay but if a headline comes out and says so and so did so and so everybody he's guilty she's guilty, he's guilty, she's guilty, and that's very scary, <laughs> like, you know, it's supposed to be innocent until proven guilty, but now it's guilty until proven innocent, and that's just wrong on so many different levels, and it's not just, you know, the average person on social media, which, you know, that's a huge part of it, it's also um, the journalist, you know, and that's one thing I can't agree with uh with trump about you know the fake news and how you know the journalists are losing a lot of credibility to be honest and it's like because everybody wants to be first 
on the story or write on the story. So, you know, they have these like buzzwords like, uh, you know, uh, uh, sexual harassment or rape. You're right. These are buzzwords. Right. Automatically, when you hear these words, you're going to feel some type of way. So when journalists, they see these words connected with somebody of importance, they bam, this person's guilty. The, the journalists are jumping and jumping and jumping and jumping on them. And it's kind of like crazy, dangerous in a way, you know, and you can just point to, um, you know, I'm a Michael Jackson stan. And of course, I'm always talking about that. But in Le the Leaving Neverland documentary just won an Emmy, right? Just won an M Emmy and, and it was largely, not even largely, like totally based on fictional things and stuff you can't even prove and you have a whole list of things that's you know that you can see that would point to michael being innocent but you just have these two guys and their word and no evidence or whatever and people will just run with that so it's very 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 dangerous and this cancer culture is crazy um hold on let me send a text all right, I'm back. I just had to send that to tell people to be quiet because the microphone picks up everything. But um, back to what I was saying, council culture is trash and we need to get rid of it. And I was listening to Mortal Man by Kendrick Lamar the other day. And Mortal Man was on the To Pimple Block, to, to, to Pimple Block, To Pimple Butterfly album, which came out in like 2015. So as I was listening to this, I was like, Kendrick was ahead of his time um, with this song because if you just look at the lyrics, he's kind of like prophesying or foreseeing what was to come with this council culture. Even like the first, um, you know, hook, the first things he says on a song is, when shit hit the fan, is you still a fan? Like you could just stop the rest of the song right there and just play that little bit. And um, in that, that you can hold the whole three-hour conversation about that two bars right there. When shit hit the fan, is you still a fan, right? So he goes on to say, um, do you believe in me? Are you deceiving me? Could I, let, could I let you down easily? Is my heart, is your heart where it need to be? Is your smile on permanent? Is your vow on lifetime? Would you know where the sermon is if I died in the next line? If I'm tried in the court of law, if the industry cut me off, if the government want me dead, pl plant cocaine in my car, would you judge me a drug head or see me as Kayla Lamar or question my character and degrade me on every blog? <laughs> want you to love me like Nelson, Nelson, Nelson Mandela. Want you to love me like Nelson. Want you to hug me like Nelson. I freed you from being a slave in your mind. You're very welcome. You tell me my song is more than a song. It's surely a blessing. But a prophet ain't a prophet till they ask you this question. When shit hit the fan, is you still a fan? <laughs> and so I was listening to this, and I was like, Kendrick was really, like, he really foresaw what was to come in the entertainment industry with, you know, the council culture. And it was like, wow. But the last verse in this song really, like, sums things up, right? So... He says, I've been rolled off before. I got abandonment issues. I hold grudges like bad judges. Don't let me resent you. That's not Nelson-like. Want you to love me like Nelson. I went to Robbins Island 
analyzing that's where his cell is so i can find clarity like how should how much should you cherish me then he goes on and on and on but the part i really want you to hear is he says how many leaders you said you needed and then left them for dead is it moses is it huey huey newton or detroit red is it martin luther jfk shooter or you assassin is it jackie is it jesse oh i know it's michael jackson then he says again, when shit hit the fan, that you're still a fan. And he says, that nigga gave us Billy Jean. You say he touched those kids? <laughs> How many leaders have you said you needed and then left them for dead? And it, it is cancel culture. You know, we have these people, right, who, who has done a lot of things for... Um, society and the world as a whole but when one mistake comes about we are quick to cancel them a problem you know jay-z with the nfl things i talked about this on the last podcast i'm gonna just expound on it again for the sake of this conversation you know bailing out black lives matters protesters um you know donating money to um HBCUs and for kids to go to college and, you know, uh, taking care of Sean's Bell's family, Columbine. Uh, when, a, when 9-11 happened, he was, as he said in, in, his, in his song, he was the first in line. All these things Jay has done, donating $2 million to the Black Lives Matter movement, right? So you take all that stuff, freeing 21 Savage, you know, helping Meek Mill with his case. So back to my point. <laughs> All these things that this guy has done, right? So he does one thing that you don't like, and now he's canceled. It's crazy. Um, and this flows also away from, well, not away from, but into um, regular society also and with the criminal justice system and so my question is like what is our goal so we lock up a lot of people most people are locked up for non-violent um offenses um and i'm on board with saying that people who do drugs should not be in jail they should be in a rehabilitation place first and foremost but what is our goal like it's our goal to make better citizens better human beings to put into society or is our our goal just to have bodies in a prison you know um because i don't see a lot of that i don't see a lot of the rehabilitation you know part of prison it's just a business and you know way to make money so the more bodies the more money and you know, council culture is like, for this example, it's like these people going in for nonviolent offenses, coming out, all right, you can't vote, can't get a job, you got a record, and then that sets you back like 10 steps, and then it's easy to fall right back into that trap of getting into jail. So, what is our goal? <laughs> Shouldn't the goal be to make better citizens instead of just putting them in a place that holds their bodies so you can make some more money. And this is what we do as a society on large when people make mistakes. Um, you know, 
you don't have to, you know, believe in a Bible, but you could just use what the story I'm about to tell you. It's like, you know, Jesus, all the people around him were literally outcasts of society. You know, Mary Magdalene was a prostitute. Um, Matthew uh, was a tax collector, which was, you know, looked down upon at that time. You know, Paul, who wrote most of the Bible, um, New Testament, killed Christians before he became a disciple. So, you know, I mean, are we really the land of second chances? Or is that just the thing we say? You know, and <clears throat> one more point I want to put on, uh, add to earlier about journalists is that there's no room for facts so when the lie <laughs> looks better facts don't really matter so you know people create these narratives and that fits what they want to put out there and the facts just get ignored right so there's no room for facts you can say look this person this is the fact this person did dun, 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 and they're gonna still say nah we're gonna stick with this headline which is crazy. And speaking of council culture, uh, we can segue into Kanye West's Sunday service. Um, at the beginning, when Kanye first started doing this, and actually, I'm still feeling a little bit like this right now. I feel like the genius thing about Kanye's Sunday service is not the music itself. It's the fact that he knew that the... Um, community, which means the black community, was looking at him with the side eye for wearing the MAGA hat. So what better place to go than the black church to get back invited to the cookout? Like what place is more accepting? Well, except for gay people, because we got to work on that because, you know, black church not too accepting with homosexuals unless you're leading, you know, the music. But <laughs> what other place is more accepting than the black church so kanye i feel like thought about that and he went there and let me tell you i was watching sunday service the one he did at uh in atlanta at jamal bryant's church sunday i was i was, I was watching it with my great-grandmother and my great grandma my great-grandma said boy i bet the devil is mad now and when she said that i was like this man is a genius He's a genius. It worked. If you can just get, see, the best way to get into a black grandmother's heart is to see you, is if she sees you worshiping God and say, oh, you know, it's like this guy's a genius. He figured it out. It worked. Um, but as far as the, um, the um, Sunday service itself, I liked it <laughs> a lot, man. The P they were jamming like it was my uh, my favorite part of church is always praise and worship anyway, and they were killing it. I'm being remixed in Monica's songs. Um, some other artists they remixed also. They were they were doing the damn thing. Um, some people came you know came to me saying you know how do I feel about Kanye doing this? He's not. Um, you know, a pastor or blah, 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 or, you know, he has his history, his wife, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, everybody has the right to praise God. The last time I checked, I didn't feel like there was a monopoly on who could and who couldn't praise God. You know, I think that's pretty open to everybody. And it's not my place to sit here 
and judge him. Especially because, you know, he did that one Sunday service in church, but the majority of his Sunday services were done outside, you know, away from the structure of church. Um, so I love the Sunday service and I thought it was, I thought it was legit. I thought it was really good. And also I think it's, it was very therapeutic for Kanye. And I think it's more therapeutic than, um, than any medicine that the doctors could have given him because we saw how he acted when he was on the medicine. He was still kind of erratic, you know, up and down, mood swings, et cetera, et cetera. But he's, Seems like he's found something that works for him that's putting him in a good space. And I also think that um, it's bringing him closer to his mom. It's bringing him closer to his mom. Because I would imagine that him and his mom went to um, church together. And, you know, just him being in that environment and, you know, thinking back on those memories with his mom. Which, in my opinion, started his downward spiral. Um I think, you know, it's cool, man. I love to see it. I love to see it. So, Kanye, keep doing your thing. And also, you know, it's going to bring a lot of younger people to Christ and to God. So, I see no problem with it. Um, people, stop being so um, um, religious. <laughs> and, you know, just because he's not a pastor doesn't mean he can't praise God. You should be thanking him for praising God. Um, so I've been reading a book by Malcolm Gladwell called Talking to Strangers, and it's a really good book. I'm really not going to get into the book yet because I might be saving it for my book club. So, but I watched Malcolm Gladwell on The Breakfast Club, and he says something that I've been saying for a while, but he just articulated it better than me. So he said... He's speaking of Donald Sterling. Now, if you don't know who Donald Sterling is, Donald Sterling was the old um, owner of the Los Angeles Clippers who made um, Texas girlfriend racist comments uh, about her not being around bl black players, et cetera, et cetera. And he ended up losing his team as a result of it. So Malcolm Gladwell made the point that... 30 years prior, Donald Sterling was like found like it was a known thing that he racially discriminated in his uh, apartment buildings. Right. This is a fact. Like everybody knew this. Everybody knew this. Right. But nobody said anything about it. But when he texted his girlfriend something racist, everybody blew up. And that's what I've been saying for a long time and he was saying that you know when you think about it him systemically discriminating against blacks is far worse than him saying something racist to his girlfriend um and i was like wow that's brilliant <laughs> because it's true and i've been saying that for a while it's like when i talk about racism i really don't care or focus on individuals I'm focusing on systemic things. And I think us as a whole need to adopt that mentality. Stop worrying about, you know, individuals or how this person or how this one person might think or blah, 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 or like something that gets your attention. Like, oh, we saw it. We saw it. He texted his girlfriend. This racist. Oh, my God. 
But 30 years prior, right, he was systemically discriminating against black people, who black families who needed a place to stay and who needed, um, you know, help. So, and like Malcolm Gladwell said, that is far worse than him texting his girlfriend anything. So I think we need to stop being like um, so drawn to these big over the top, like, oh, rape this incident or this blah, 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 or, you know, a cop killing, we focus like this cop, this cop is racist or that, that let's focus on the system, right? There's um, numbers that tell you that the NYPD has been doing these things for a while. Right. And, you know, we have or the LAPD or whatever. And we have, you know, we have community organizers and community leaders that bring light to this issue. But as a um, on a mass scale. Who's talking about it? You know, so but when we have a, like a singular incident like a Sandra Bland or Michael Brown or Trayvon Martin, it becomes this big story and everybody is like, oh, but there's li literally stories and numbers and evidence that show you these things going on that you can talk about every day. That's probably, I'm, once again, it's important. Sandra Bland is important. Michael Brown is important. Trayvon Martin is important. But what's even more important is the system, the systematic racism. So I just want us to um, stop focus, focusing on the clickbait man and just let's do our research um let's read let's be knowledgeable about things so that way we can't get tricked and then we can actually make some change and then speaking of change and 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 moving forward um also this past weekend um p diddy held the revolt summit and you know it's a different it's a lot of it's a summit of a lot of different things, like, you know, music execs get together, they talk, or they have keynote speakers. Um, but one segment of it was that he got a panel of, I forget everybody's, I know, uh, Tamika, I forgot her last name, she's the organizer, um, Candace Owens, Killer Mike, T.I., and this other guy who um, gets people, young people together to vote. And so they had this you know, conversation. And it was kind of beautiful to see, and I'm going to tell you why. It was beautiful to see because um, it was a lot of different black opinions <laughs> on one stage. Like, you know, and we rarely see that. It's kind of like, you know, the views, like you had to watch Fox to get one black view, and you got to watch CNN to get another black view, MSNBC to get another black view. But on here, you had all different black views on one stage and they were intellectually, you know, having a conversation, which I loved. Even even if you because even if you disagree with your brother or your sister, um, you should still hear them out. And that's the only way we can, you know, um, make change because Killer Mike said this. He was like, you know, let's take a, the good of what you say, what you say, what I say, what you say, you you say, and let's make a ten point system plan to present. And Killer Mike killed that. 
panel. Killer Mike is one of, I have a short list of people I think like are brilliant. Like I just, I wish I was the smartest them. And he's one of them. Killer Mike is brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And uh, on one instance, I'm pretty sure all of you seen this uh, because it went viral. Um, with uh, T.I. was kind of like getting on Candace Owens because, you know, Candace Owens was trying. She didn't quite get to the point, but she was trying to describe when America was great. Um, and T.I. was like, when was it great? Like when women couldn't vote, when we was hanging from trees, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, T.I. was going off and she was like, you will let me talk. And he was like, because you started with some bullshit. <laughs> so, but then Killer Mike came on. And he just shut all of it down. And then he said, actually, there were um, a t there was a time when America was great, and that was seven years, you know, after the, the seven years after the Civil War, when you know blacks had more people in Congress than they do now, you know, when blacks made up the working class and they were the skilled labor, and you know, they had you know, the b black people were doing really, 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 really good at that time during those that seven year span um and so he just went into a whole spill you know i'll put the link in the bio so you can watch it yourself but it was really good really informative shout out to diddy for putting all those different black um, minds and views and beliefs on one panel and letting us hear it all so let me see um oh 1619 project by the new york times please 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 check it out it's very important i love see the council culture stuff i was talking i took a shot at journalists but this is the journalism i love based on fact based on based on real research you know uh 1619 project they have a podcast uh, called the 1619 project you can check out and there's like eight or nine different articles on new york Times. And uh, you have to pay, but you get nine articles free. So just, you know, and you don't have to put card information. You know how that is. You don't have to do any of that. Just sign up with your Facebook or whatever and read those articles because it's very, 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 very important. And I want everybody to tune in or either listen to the 1619 Project podcast or I want you to read the articles because to me, it's very important for um, everybody to know black history. Uh, simply because it wasn't taught to us. And another thing is like, that's one way to, one of many ways to fix racial um, tensions or racial relations is if I know your history, if I have an understanding of your history, then I better understand you, which leads me to probably treat you better. You know, we can, you know, talk, et cetera, et cetera. So 1619 Project, it goes really into depth. And it was like, you know, America did not start July 4th, 1776. It actually started in 1619 when the first slaves arrived on American shores. It goes into how slavery really, um, really affects everything in American culture. Like it really does. If you break it down, like all those, you know, treaties and stuff we learned about in school, you know, because there's textbooks teachers have truths all of that stuff was centered around slavery and civil war centered around slavery so um it's very very informative they tell you how slavery created you know basically created capitalism even the current work structure slavery it music everything like and once you see this your mind your mind will be blown 
and as, as you see how much slavery still to this day um, affects everyday life and then you know people will stop saying oh that was so long ago because you will start seeing the effects of it that's still present to this day so 1619 project new york times.com please check that out and or listen to the podcast 1619 project um that's all for today guys um i hope you enjoyed the conversation we'll be doing more of these um so if you listen if you're listening to this please do not participate in council culture please be informative before you uh catch somebody as guilty because what's going on is is that like it's like we in the courtroom we only hear one side right the person don't get to defend themselves at all we just hear one side that's it it's just one side and that's that's not how the judicial system or life should work period so guys please um do not participate in that like let's be informed let's get some facts before we throw somebody out and even if somebody is guilty of something keep in mind that you would want a second chance also thank you subscribe to the youtube subscribe to my podcast and that is it till next time peace